hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting. I always say it's special, but this week I really, truly mean it. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have not uh, one, but two... No, not two, two. but three. Excuse me. <laughs> not two, but three uh, hosts today. Co-hosts with me is uh, Megan. Hello. And with me also is new mom again, Mallory. Hello. And with us uh, as well <laughs> For the first is time. baby Cade yes. in the background. So <laughs> if you hear, what did you call it? Scratchy baby? Squeaky, squeaky baby. Squeaky baby. <laughs> if you hear squeaky baby noises, I don't <laughs> know why him. scratchy baby would make sense. <laughs> Uh, if you hear squeaky baby noises, we uh, there's four of us in this room today podcasting this thing. Uh, and congrats, Mallory. Thank you. How you feeling? We're doing good. Yeah. Done a little solo trips with two children and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Tried to do um, the store the other day with both of them, and I actually survived. So yeah, feeling Huzzah. feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> And for and those of you who don't know, uh, Kinsley is a one. How old is she? Just turned two. Just turned two. Okay, I mm-hmm. was going to say one and a half. I was going to say one, but um, two. And then, uh, and then you add this new baby into the mix. Mm-hmm. How's she doing with? She's doing good. She's obsessed. Uh, she wants to touch him all the time. So if you put him in any type of carrier or like blocking him, like she does not like that. She has to be able to see and touch. Yeah. She's a feeler. That so, sounds like my wife, actually, yeah. about your she, baby. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, she's coming for him today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she is. Yes. She actually, yeah. Alex asked, Alex didn't come to church with us on Sunday, and he goes, oh, did anyone hold him? I'm like, no, Kylie wasn't there, so I didn't offer to him to anyone else. <laughs> I'm like, if Kylie had been there, I would have been like, yeah, I'll take him out of she's there. She's on her way over to this yes. group this morning, and there's about a 99.9% chance she's going to sneak through that door and while like, we're recording and him. be like, sorry, sorry, I'll just, I'll just take him real quick. <laughs> She's going to smuggle your baby out of here is what's going to happen. And I'll, I'm okay with it. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, and Megan's back. Megan, yes, hello. Megan, we, we went through this weird transition a couple weeks where she's like, I, I got this job thing that we're doing. And, and then it was like, well, it's on pause and I'm not sure that the unknowns. And now we know it's happening. Yeah. It was just a little bit delayed. So you, this is this is probably your last real... Probably. Well, who like, knows? I don't, who I don't knows? Know. I can't even say I'm not trying anymore. to kick you out. We want you here as much as, <laughs> yes. as you want to be here. Yes. Like, the, you know, <laughs> we, we can do this this tri-hosting thing, no problem. Um, but uh, but congrats on yeah. all of the pieces coming together. Yeah. A lot of it was just paperwork that was red tape out of it your hands. It was just like, yeah, it was just like bureaucracy. That's right. literally all it was. Uh, <laughs> bureaucracy is <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I have my orientation for subbing on Wednesday, and then hopefully the turnaround from that's pretty quick. That's awesome. So, good for you. Yeah, I'm excited and a little nervous, but mostly excited. Yeah, good. Kylie subbed the other day for uh, a preschool thing. Oh, really? Uh, and so we, she got to taste that sub life. <laughs> and, oh, uh, the sub life. Yeah. My mom, my mom was an educator, um, not really full-time ever in my growing up, but she subbed for a long time when I was in like upper elementary, early middle school. And she was talking to me, I think yesterday or Sunday about a couple of her classes. She was like, I don't know what happened. There was this first grade class and I just lost them and they were gone. (laughs) And she's like, and I'm usually pretty good and I don't know what happened. So I was like, oh shoot, I'm going to be eaten alive, but I don't think I'm going to be eaten alive. I have a lot of like experience and skill. Yeah. Well, and you're just going to sub middle school and high school, right? Yeah. I mean, which can be a little terrifying, Yes. but I've spent enough time with middle schoolers that like I can handle being called bad names and then being like, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's time for you to go rather, to the office. Rather than having yeah. like. Yeah. See, Kylie was suddenly with three year olds. Yeah. Yeah. So 
that's that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's obviously different problems that come along with yeah. that in terms yeah. of you're supposed to be potty trained before you go to preschool. <laughs> that's like a 50 50 shot. You yep. know what I mean? Like one hundred percent. They went potty once in the toilet, so please take my kid. I yes. want freedom. <laughs> Yeah, Kinsley convinced someone on Sunday to get to play in the bounce house, which she's not supposed to be in the three to five. She is two. And I will put her in the infant room every time. And then somehow oh, yeah. one of the teacher, her and, her and Clive, Clive, yeah. Her and Clive will like buddy them. up and be like, hey. But like my biggest like thing is she's not potty trained. So I don't want to have and every time someone has to change her. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but somehow I pick her up. I drop her off in the infant room. And somehow she, the last like five minutes, she's convinced someone to let her play in the bounce house. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. Well, we have those just those short little t- pony walls. So they just yes. go to the pony walls and be like, arms uh, up. And you're like, okay, there's two. Anyone knows you. Arthur. He's the, he's the culprit most of the time. Yeah. They bat their little eyes and he lets Arthur's them up the there. Worst, isn't yeah. <laughs> We love Arthur. <laughs> oh, man, too fun. Uh, well, mm-hmm. last week uh, I had a chance to do a little podcast with uh, Dr. Herms, and funny story uh-huh. about that one real quick is my dad texted me uh, on, I don't know, Saturday or something like that uh, of this last week and goes, hey, I just listened to your podcast with, with Herms. It was great. And I was like, oh, cool. And then immediately I, I, I thought, oh, man, what did I say on that Ooh. podcast? Like, <laughs> I was like... Your parents aren't supposed to listen to your podcast stuff. Do you know oh. what I mean? Nice. See, I full well know. He might, he my he mother listens listen. every week. That's oh, that's yeah. awesome. She's listened oh. to absolutely every Hi, episode Megan's I've mom. done. How are you? <laughs> hey, Megan's mom. We need some embarrassing stories about Megan. If you it. just send it to uh, Brent at East Lake mm-hmm. Tri-Cities. Does she give you feedback <laughs> or does she? Sometimes. Um, sometimes she will. I Not like it. about like performance critiquing. or whatever, but she'll be like, ooh, I had this thought too about what you guys were talking yeah. about. She's mm. pretty smart, so. That's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Uh, so we jumped back into our Justice One series, um, and it's kind of be, it's it's like the weirdest mix ever, because guest speaker, I speak, this weekend guest speaker, back I speak twice, close the thing out. So not, not, uh, not how you traditionally would draw it up, but it felt weird to like do it like standalones and, two, you know, two-part series and Stuff like that. So I, I guess this this kind of works. We've been walking through the Book of John and looking at the seven different signs and what they have to say about you know miracles and 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 what those miracles mean beyond just acts of kindness that Jesus decided to do, as opposed to things to show off who he, he was, his identity, not what he can do, but who he is, uh, and how John uh, got it. I think late in life, you know, I probably started piecing the things together early, but like. You know, didn't and th- and then later in life, obviously goes. This is it. This is what I saw, and my my goal is to write these things out for you, so that you too may come to the same conclusion about the person uh, Jesus. This weekend, we did the feeding of the five thousand, and the big takeaway principle right off the bat was: uh, you can never really truly have genuine, authentic relationship with uh, when you're always wanting something from that person. And I think that's a general truism for life. I don't think you have to be religious to know that. You've seen, I, I kind of played it up in terms of famous people, I think in in, in both services about, you know, um, the, the problem that you hear from famous people is like, do, I just don't even know who my friends are anymore. Um, Megan, you're rich and famous. Tell us, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> what's it like to have so many people? I got her. You're, I got yeah, her yeah. good. I love it. So good. That's the funniest thing I've heard ever. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's it like to have so many people want something mm. from you, Megan? Now you are going to be a teacher here. I mean, yeah. you're you're moving into that that role of like authority over kids, and you have the pass to go in the hallway. You have the ability to give out a good grade. Uh, Mal, you've done some of this. Uh, this is you were a teacher before this too. So like that whole idea of like your kids, those kids want something from you. Yeah. They really do. Like they could be like, "Oh, you're the best teacher ever," and you're like. Am I though, or do you right. have a really close A? You have a B, but it could be an A if. I mean, did you sense that? Is that a feeling that you guys that that, that you get? I don't. I never did. I think kids. I think what kids want most from their teachers is someone that cares about them. And oh, so you're just, that's teacher talk. Come yeah. on, that's politicalized. But I think it's true too. Okay. Like I don't like. And there might be some who manipulate, and you can t- kind of tell when they're doing that. Yeah. Um. Let but, me ask this. Were you a manipulator? You guys did uh, continue no, education. No, I was stuff. a super brown noser. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, I was a brown noser. <laughs> okay. Oh, for sure. Goody two-shoes. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, not manipulator at all. You were, I I guarantee Now, hold it. on. I, I would say brown nosing's kind of manipulating, I was going to say, I thought yeah. you just admitted to it, and then you uh, said, I'm not at all. Like, I feel like if you are the brown noser trying to get uh, the good grade, that's okay. manipulative. That's fair. I guess I misusing that. I think I was just like a goody two shoes, wanting to do the right thing, follow the rules kind of a person. Okay. I was probably more of a manipulator. <laughs> yeah. Like my parents were both. Is teachers. Alex listening to this just yeah. nodding his oh, head right definitely. now? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I care about everyone knowing I'm doing the right thing, you know, that type. And my dad was the superintendent or principal everywhere I went. And so, like, I had to behave. But I remember specific times where, like, I manipulated the teacher. Like, yeah. we didn't have a sub. This is, like, a long – It's I'll make it short. We didn't have a sub in our Spanish class, and it was kind of far off. So, like, no one would have known. So I just said – I said, no one say anything. Like, we'll just sit here first period, and then I'll go tell the office that we don't have a sub second period. So I was, like, did the attendance. So we just, like <laughs> – just watched Sports Center, but like no one left. I was like in control of the class. Like, don't leave. Everyone stay here. Then they you won't just notice. Stepped into that role. Yeah. Uh, and I went down and told my dad's secretary, "I'm like, hey, there's no sub up in the master's class." And she looked at me and she was so mad. And I was, she was, has there not been one the whole time? And I'm like, no, but no one left. And you know, we're good though. But the second period needs a sub because I wanted to make sure that the other people throw them under the, the bus. Sub. Yeah. So I was very good at those kind of things that like I would manipulate that because I, I know I could get something that positive for me. So yeah. I would manipulate. The I, I want to bring it up because I do feel like I kind of categorize it as I want, I, you know, I wonder what it's like to be rich and famous and nobody ever feels rich and famous. In fact, I even said, mm-hmm. but you're all rich and like first stuff for service. And I got like, yeah, I don't know if that's true. You know, like nobody feels like that. Right. Um, and yet it doesn't, it's not just them. Like, Almost in every role of every life, people there are going to be people people who are customers for your line of work who want something from you, and it's going to come across as you know goody you know either the good old boys club or something where oh yeah we're friends and then they but they want a discount or they want this mm-hmm. or they I, I'm thinking about like uh, you know not not just teachers but like nurses I remember uh, like I mean you just got out of the hospital right because you just mm-hmm. had a baby. There's there's a treatment of nurses uh, to where it's like, hey, what do I got to do to get home? Like, I'm doing this right, right? Like, how many oh. times do you want me to walk around the building to make sure that we're good? Alex like, asked immediately. Yeah. What like, do we got to do to get well, out of okay. here? Okay. So he was born and like the nurse looked at him like he was the most awful dad ever because he was like, 
Okay, so how do we get early discharge? Because he knew, like, I'm like, I'm yeah. fine, baby's the fine. The goal is get out of there. Like, as how soon do we as get early discharge? Right. And it's dollars just, just ticking away, like, right? Well, we need to do some, t- you know. And we're gonna she, take care of mom, yeah, and baby, <laughs> yeah, and not just, just daddy. Looking at me, right? Yeah, and I when really I was like, I'm ready to get out too. For sure. But totally asked for early discharge. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Always finagling something. Everybody wants something from somebody. And, you know, it's it's a, a piece of it. And the reality of there uh, of it being that there's uh, there's no real true relationship. It's really hard or impossible to have a relationship when you're always wanting something from that person. I, mm-hmm. I, I was likening it. I was thinking about it uh, as I kind of walked away from that message. I didn't go into it because I had it in my notes originally. And I was like, eh, I don't want to do this. But like the whole relationship between churches and the whole money talk about with how do you talk about money with your people? Like you need, there needs to be income of money to be able to keep the lights on, keep the goldfish in the kids' rooms, right? But if you're if you're constantly treating like you're talking about it and bringing it up all the time, it's as if you're treating your parishioners or it's a fancy church word for people who attend the church, and you're always wanting something from them, and then it like they feel that like then there's like this tension of. You know, yeah, it's just it brings in weird relational dynamics, and you know, you know, it's a function of of how you need to operate, but you also don't want to make it the thing because then there's just there's no room for relationship. It's impossible to have that or say things that are are genuine because everybody's going, yeah, but are they saying that just because they want this from me? You know, and it, it's it's not a it's not a not a positive thing. You can you can sense it even if you don't like explicitly talk about it. You know what it's I mean? It's kind of the tightrope when you're invited to like a banquet or. Um, oh, a fundraising it, banquet! Fundraising banquet, yeah. like oh, yeah. you know, and I've been on both ends, invited and be, and inviting yeah. people, where you know when you're invited, like it's free, but you are expected to yeah, give when you get to the banquet, right. and and they know how you're asking. I've been on both ends when you're um, inviting people too, that you just need to be upfront that like, hey, I want you to come to this breakfast. It's to raise money. <laughs> You know, that you are it's gonna I, be the most expensive I, sausage and eggs you've felt ever had. That I need to tell people that after being at so many that I've been at a few that I'm like, oh, I didn't when I was younger, like, oh, I didn't realize this is what it was for. That I think it's good to be upfront about it. That like this is what's expected if you come to it. Like they do, you know, or volunteer. There's other options, you know. Um, but yeah, that's what it reminded me of. And it also reminded me of both the other side when you're choose to offer help to someone or ask for help first instead of the power dynamic is to always feel like um, you need to help someone and like kind of reversing it like a neighbor, like asking your neighbor for help can actually improve your relationship rather than always offering help. Doing both sides of it can improve a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I say it not to bring up, you know, Hey, we need to be less like, cheap in our relationships or whatever but to say that we carry that over also into our relationship with god or mm-hmm. especially in the case of miracles that's often how we treat it we read these things and be like hey i need me one of them <laughs> I-, I want one of those in my life I-, I don't need fish and bread but i do need you know a consistent job and a, and, and a paycheck and this and and healing for this and blah 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 and uh it's almost like you know as a friend you want to be able to help out your buddy in a pinch and do things for them, but I also don't want that to be the basis of our relationship either, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, it's not really a relationship. <laughs> it's pretty one-sided, and it's not great. And uh, it's funny that it takes, you know, that long for Jesus to get into that with people. Like, it's weird. 
Uh, no, it's not. Let me think. John's changing his timeline up, so it could have happened at, at, at a bunch at a bunch of different times. But it's it's amazing that he comes out this open with it and and leads in that way to try and almost thin the herd, almost you know create this sense of I see what you're doing here. I'm gonna kind of call it out, and I'm gonna give you a chance to kind of be like, no, 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 that's not the issue. And for them to be like, well, yeah, just one more. And then by the way, our ancestors had manna in the desert and. We think that that's kind of an interesting take that they didn't have to work for it and they got it. And what, what do you think you could do there? You know, and just I think John painting the picture of trying to address, hey, I'm going to be talking about some pretty cool miracles, but don't don't fall into the mindset of maybe you know number eight and number nine can be for me too. You know, yeah, moving on with that. But yeah, which I think is a healthy thing about. I think any series on miracles, you have to have at least one of the weeks talk about that kind of an issue. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it becomes a, uh, this is just one more way to push the buttons and get what you want from God, like it's a vending machine, sort of cosmic vending machine deal. So, Agreed. But I think you had a really, normally I don't enjoy Brent's caveats in his sermons because I think he puts way too many in. <laughs> but um, this week you had a really great one about this doesn't mean we can't pray and ask God for things. It's just, it's about are you building an actual relationship with God or are you only, are you doing like, my? I think my mom said Santa Claus God or like yeah. vending machine God or one of those things. Like all I want is what you can give me instead of like, how are we walking? How am I walking towards you and walking with you? And, um, Listen, like when one of my friends gets in a real big pinch, if they were, if I was to find out about it later and for them not to say something to me, I'd be like, I'm offended that you didn't think right. I'd be willing to help you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I've had those experiences, maybe not financial or whatever, but friends going through big emotional things and they never or, brought it up and they never brought it up. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it hurts. Right. You're like, what it, what is our relationship? You didn't trust to... me enough to like walk with you through that or be with you through that. And, um, and, and I know some of it is they don't, they don't want, they don't want the perception of I'm only asking, 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 but like our relationship is bigger than that. Please ask me, like, right. you know, and so that's kind of and that there's gonna idea. Be, there's not always going to be balance in the relationship on that, right? Because somebody's going to be going through a season. Somebody, a good friend of yours that's going through a divorce, is going to have more emotional needs that you're going to need to meet than they can meet for you, and that's just going to be a seasonal thing. Like, they're going to call you and be like, "I'm so sorry to be bugging you again, but man, I'm just like processing it." And you're not going to be like, "Ooh, it feels like you're always needing something from me." You know, right. you're going to be like, "No, this is like." <laughs> This is like a horrible life situation. Or even situation if you do think right that now. in your head, you for sure aren't you're, saying it. You can't it. say <laughs> it, right? You can't say it. No. Uh, so I, I definitely don't want it to be like, you know, uh, quid pro quo. Uh, you do something for me, I scratch your back. You know, we get back to even. There's there is no even. There is no evenness in our relationship with God too. Like there's no way you can be like, well, I don't want to ask something from him because, you know, he's gonna ask something from me, and you know, this weird. I gotta I gotta keep it even, or else the relationship's gonna be off whack. No, there. It's not going to be even, but you kind of know when it's intentionally out of whack and intentionally a certain way that's not I don't, appropriate. It's probably not the right appropriate word, but something along those lines where you know it's I'm just it's manipulative. It's taking advantage of it versus I'm genuinely need and I need some help. So that'd be my thought on it. But yeah, and well, and our relationship with God isn't even anyway because He's like He has He's so much more than us, and so. That's never going to be an even thing. We're always going to be asking more than God is from us, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's unhealthy or manipulative or all of those things. So, yeah, yeah, 
I hate to say like you know it when you know it because that's just very subjective and like <laughs> hard to pin down. But like that's part of it. That's that feels like some of it too. You know, mm-hmm. it's just when the when when the relationship is so one sided. You know it when you know it. Yeah. Uh, it, it it's clear. All right. What anything else before we move on to anything? Um, well, I thought it was also important when you were talking about like everyone goes kind of through that phase in their faith journey of having the vending machine God and doing that manipulative thing. That's kind of part of growing as a human. Yeah. And like we do that as children with adults in our lives or whatever. And then you grow Absolutely. out of it and you go through it and you understand, Oh, I like, we need to have something more than just me asking, asking, asking. And so you don't chastise a kid mm-hmm. for wanting that from their grandma. Like every time we go over to their house, grandma just gives me something. She just, oh, oh. Um, well, literally, yes. my nephew, um, he he said to my mom, like a month ago, you know, Grandma, I think you should just bring me something every time you yeah, come over. Yeah. And my parents go over once a week. So <laughs> I listen to Bill Simmons, and uh, he's a podcaster guy. And his son, when his dad, when Bill's dad comes over, he, they call him Pop Pop. And uh, his Bill's son will say, Pop Pop, can we go to Pop Pop is on, which is Pop Pop Amazon. And like he'll, I have a wish. He has a wish list that's, that's like priceless. named Pop Pop is on, so that Pop Pop will buy these things and have them shipped to the house. Just so you know, like, and, and he's like, I don't know how to feel about that. Is and plus he's buying all this like Halloween like gore stuff. And it's it's pretty funny. But um, it's it when when it's done as a kid, you laugh and you go, that's just a twelve year old being a twelve year old figuring out that mm-hmm. you know Grandpa lives across the country and when he sees me, he doesn't see me that often, so he's gonna buy me whatever I want. That's fine, but you sh- you don't you don't do that at eighteen, twenty one, twenty five. You're you're going. That's that should be a maturity thing. Like you mature out of that. Like you're not. You look back on that and can kind of laugh on that. I think that's kind of what it is when you first you, you're reading through you know scripture for the very first time, and the the thing is, ask anything in my name, and I'll give you whatever you want. You're like, holy cow, that sounds like a good deal. What do I? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I it's maybe I I struck the lottery here. I won. You know, this is great. Um. But then to kind of realize later on, and this is a great text to kind of draw us into that maturity of seeing that. And in that maturity, I feel like it's like changing your expectations of your prayers that, that, you know, your answer to the prayer is not going to be always God's answer to the prayer, whether it be a job or a relationship, you can look back on your life and say, I thought that relationship was the end all, like that was my prayer. That was the only answer to anything and you look back and you're like, well, God's miracle was a different miracle than I imagined. And I think just changing our perceptions of what a miracle in our life can be, I think that's what I that's what I took majorly from it was just, okay, my perception of what I'm expecting needs to change as I mature. Mm-hmm. Um, even in really hard, hard prayers of health and things that you can't control that still changing what how he answered that prayer looking for those answers love it good stuff uh this weekend special guest speaker mike meeks the pastor original founding pastor mm-hmm. launched pastor of mm-hmm. east lake in chula vista area his son ryan planted east lake in seattle that's where we went over so it was a big giant web they, they wrote a big giant check when we started this thing having never met me having only received kind of uh notice from a friend that there's this did guy- they know kylie <laughs> no, oh. they, no, we'd never met. They'd never met either of us. Uh, but then we did go meet them and they did oh, like Kylie awesome. more than me. That's fine. Which is good. Um, Isn't that fairly normal? Uh, fairly normal. That happens <laughs> more often than not. So uh, him and his wife, Carmen, are going to be in town and uh, uh, it's going to be 
uh, a great his talk is on politicism so Ooh. which is yeah oh should be a fun podcast guys <laughs> i get to come on here and be like all right so and he, he they live in san diego so they've got like a ton of like the whole immigration stuff down there and he's like is it okay to talk about up here is it like is, do pe-, he asked me this like do people feel that tension up here and i was like oh boy yeah definitely yes, but Absolutely. no one talks about it up yeah here. yeah i Nobody think that's talks great about it. Mm-hmm. so anyways that's gonna be the uh the the fun thing happening this weekend. Hopefully you can make it out for that. Uh, we want to close off with our interesting things that we have found, experienced, read, whatever. Uh, who wants to go first? I can. Okay, go first. Um, so I found this new show on Amazon. I said it to Brent a couple weeks ago, and he was like, Carnival <laughs> Row? Yeah, but we have different tastes. What was so it called? It's called Carnival Row. Okay. It's starring Orlando Bloom and Cara Deline. I don't know. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> Do you feel good about it? No. Okay. <laughs> Didn't think so. That's all right. And I feel good about her first name, not the second last name. Um, so it's a it's like a weird fantasy world. Um, and there's like kind of a so there's like human worlds, and then there's another area that has like fairies and like the ram human things and centaurs and all of that stuff. And then there's like this big war, and then all of those um people from that other world immigrate to the human world and so it's really a show about immigration honestly um and racism and all of those things but it's set in this kind of fanciful way and it's it's a drama and it's probably kind of soap opera-y Ugh. but i enjoy those kinds of things you lost me um, at centaur by the way i was like i'm out okay <laughs> alex would probably like this um and but it's <laughs> like, like a bit it's cool to see I don't know. I like it because I think it's problems that we are facing in our world today, but it's in a really like fanciful way. And so you can, so you can actually talk about it. Yeah, you can look at it <laughs> and talk about it and understand it outside of yourself, which helps, which helps so many people to understand it then within themselves. Um, I mean, you have to do take that next step, but um, anyway, so I like it. I think it's really entertaining. It's different enough that I like haven't gotten bored. I've only watched four episodes, so um yeah. caveat there i know i always have to but, be like I'm, I'm it's good through episode four yeah and then total nudity in episode five is what <laughs> happens. well there's i mean there's like some violence some nudity did you say amazon or or netflix amazon amazon okay it's a, it's a prime original got so. it all right i don't know if i can do it but i, I said That's you cool. lost me you at centaur but you actually <laughs> lost me at orlando bloom is where you lost me <laughs> but anyways mal what do you got Okay, mine actually has to do with the sermon, maybe. I, um, I'm i probably going to outdo you guys, or not outdo, like, not outdo, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, outdo us, that's fine. No, not outdo, uh, bore everyone with <laughs> oh, um, okay. more podcast recommendations. But I think I mentioned this last time, but didn't specifically talk about it. It's called Pantsuit Politics, actually, so it reminded me of the... I was going to talk about This American Life, but I'll do Pantsuit Politics. Um, it's two women that um, one's a Democrat, one was a Republican, but now she's an independent. Um, and their like tagline is nuanced um, discussion and graceful politics. And they are just so intelligent about breaking down what's actually going on. And they do give their opinions, um, but it's a lot of like, okay, so this is going on in Syria. This is the background 10 years ago in Syria. This is what you need to know now go ahead and form your own opinion. But, and they get a lot of women on their um, podcast and men too. Um, but it's a, it's based out of Kentucky. So they have 
Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a, a really political discourse out of Kentucky well, that's fair it's and balanced. Super interesting because <laughs> she one of the gals was a like city manager, some small role, and then she lost um her election. So she went through the whole election with everyone on the podcast. And then the other gals from in uh Louisville, Kentucky, I think, but they have like the whole Mitch McConnell, you know, going on, and then the new uh Amy McGrath running against his spot and seat. And they just bring a really I feel like an understanding approach to it that you're able to still like have both opinions Two people, two people with different opinions can listen to the podcast yeah. and then leave it and be like, Oh, okay. I maybe agreed with her more or neither of them. And this is my opinion. I, it's just been a good place for me with people of different beliefs and different um, choices that I can bring discussion from that podcast. I mentioned so. uh, John's little, interlocution of it was sabbath week you know and i i likened that uh i think in first service to election year uh in the mm-hmm. second service i did something i did i didn't do politics i did something else i can't remember but um about how the emotions all involved like everything's supercharged every four years right mm-hmm. and it's all just all politics of domination and i'm not looking forward to that in the next nine months no. <laughs> i already there are already commercials i know i so saw sad. one I yes uh i just uh yes. so uh, something uh, along those lines where but you do want to be informed so a little a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. it's called uh, pantsuit politics is is probably something worth looking into so mm-hmm. pantsuit politics awesome all right mine uh is a show on netflix is oh yours was uh, amazon mine's a, a show on netflix uh that i have to, I have to provide a caveat again i know you have my caveats but i have i have watched a bit and piece of one episode it is an it, it is a show that i'm talking about the concept of that i really like and our plan it's on our queue to watch once we get through succession righteous gemstones and all these other ones that we in survivor right um but it's called uh uh, the Chef Show. Um, did you ever see the movie The Chef with John Favreau? And no. Scarlett? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Rewind. I mean, you're Back just up. so much older than us. <laughs> no, you no, know? no, no, no. This was a documentary a few years Four ago, years. which which may may have meant more to us because I think we were on a trip to Austin, so we were already in like kind of foodie kind of mode. And then this show comes out, and it's the it's like a it's a movie. It's a you know you know a, a fictional story about a. a a guy who loses his restaurant and starts a food truck and then travels all over the country. And he's got a son that travels with him. It's cool. Dad, son story, blah, blah, blah. Great. Awesome movie. Definitely watch it, especially if you're kind of foodie. And then John Favreau had so much fun making the movie that now he brings in a celebrity chef, uh, as well as usually just a celebrity. And then they kind of make food together. And there's, so there's comedy from the typically the famous person. There's like, culinary art with the new chef and it, he's like I, I made this movie i loved making this movie more than any other movie why not make a documentary kind of show about it and so i watched a little bit of the seth rogan episode and it Ooh. was it was rather funny so oh, I'll watch um, that. he's not a very good cook but he's he makes great commentary along the way so uh anyways yeah mm-hmm. um the chef show on on netflix check it out is that what it's called the chef show yeah the chef okay. show yeah and the look is the same as the sh- as chef the but first and foremost watch the movie before you do that hey. and i think i've got it on dvd <laughs> so if you still own a dvd i was gonna say <laughs> I don't think it's on Netflix or. I mean, we have an Xbox, so we can always watch DVDs, right? I have a DVD player. I don't know how that works. I don't have one. Okay, you do. Mm -hmm. Good. That's good. Thank you, guys, (laughs) for making me not feel too old. 
got a, I've got a DVD VHS combo player. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I, don't I was going to be impressed, honestly. <laughs> uh, okay, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Uh, we'll be back next week following up a standalone message. And uh, thanks, both of you, for being here. Kate, you did fantastic. Yeah, Kate rocked it. Wow. I heard one whimper the whole time. And I, <laughs> it might have been ready. Megan. It might have been. I wasn't sure at, the, at that moment. I was like, oh, she missed, missed breakfast or something. But uh, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening, guys. Awesome. Have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.